Cardin Roberts, Big Mac, filling mm-hmm. in on this beautiful Thursday. Mm-hmm. We'll get to Joe Shane in a couple of minutes and what mm-hmm. he had to say about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So when I got home last night after the uh, Knicks-Nets debacle, I couldn't sleep. So I recorded sure. a Rico Bronia. I was oh, done with that. Of course you did. And uh, you can download that maybe after the show. Not now because uh, it doesn't help us. And then I, I discovered something. And I, I apologize for being so oblivious to this. You know how Trevor Noah left the Daily Show, which I had heard of. I know he left. Yeah, are you aware of that? Yes, I, we've talked about it. Yes, no, you I, find him particularly unfunny. I didn't like him, so I was yes. a big Daily Show guy. I watched John Stewart all the time. Sure. Was totally into it. DVR'd it every night, and I was like a go-to. It was in the rotation constantly. Trevor Noah takes over, and I was for like six months. Like I hung in there. Loyalty to the brand. Loyalty to the show. You're a loyal and guy. I've always said that about you. Made a decision. He's not funny. I moved on. So I remember when Craig brought it up and we talked about it not that long ago. Yeah. Trevor Noah's resigning. I never put two and two together of, well, what are they doing? Like, what's happening? I think they had, like, a, a cast of characters um, host for a while. Big Mac. Yeah. They have a cast of characters coming in yeah. where every week somebody gets a full week of shows. Right, it's yeah. kind of like when Craig's on vacation, except it's not just one day, it's a full week. Yeah. I love it. Sarah Silverman did a week. Oh, nice. Was she good? She was... Well, okay, so last night is when I discovered this. So how much did I watch? Right. I looked back. The guy who was hosting this week who got those jokes out of Jokic, I kind of knew because he's a Daily Show correspondent. And I apologize. I forget his name. Right. I'm very sorry. Very Very, funny. Very sorry. Very solid. But, okay. I see that. I said, oh, let me see who else is doing this. Oh, D.L. Hughley. Oh. Click on D.L. Hughley. I watched like five minutes Couple of chuckles, I felt good. Yeah. Then I see Wanda Sykes in yeah. a week. I click on Wanda, five minutes. I'm like, this is great. Then I click on Sarah Silverman, five minutes. I was going right through all these guest hosts, and I gotta tell you, it felt like the old days. I was like, this is pretty funny. The Daily Show is back to being somewhat humorous. I like it. So and is I, that the plan? Did you read if that's the plan moving forward? Or are they just doing tryouts? I'm or? glad you asked that. Um, so I Googled this last night. Like, what the hell's going on? Right. Can I get a week? Could Craig get a week? Mm-hmm. You know, could Giannotti get a week? Like, could boom, uh, what's going on here? Could we I would love to. Can he, get, <laughs> <laughs> can he get a week? I say, here we are, Daily Show. Okay. I, I mean, I, I could do it. <laughs> you know. I'll piss. <laughs> I kind of stuff, you know, I don't want to be out there in the limelight now. I don't think they know what to do. I think they're enjoying the fact that, hey, we'll just get a different celebrity here to do it for a week. It's kind of right. cool. Yeah. And it keeps the buzz going. But every single person I watched, not a full episode, because I didn't have the time. I only sure, stayed up till yeah. 3 a.m. You got things to do. Dude, I have to go to sleep eventually. Right. I, I slept about an hour and a half last night. I was very Craig-like last evening. Yeah, I'm I was, sure. I was bitter about what happened in the basketball game. It was embarrassing. And then you I got was, embarrassed. I was. And then I was locked in on this Daily Show. But this new Daily Show's not bad. I'm kind of impressed with it. Okay. I have kind of haven't watched the Daily Show in a long time, but I like the idea. I would like to have someone do it every week. It's... But uh, it yeah. depends because you'll have a bad week. Let's well, theoretically, you, mean, could have a, you could have someone who stinks. Look, it's like what I was getting in my mentions. Right, exactly. Day. You know, Monday's show was fantastic. <laughs> but then something happened on Wednesday. Right, it just, just didn't work. And then Thursday, right back up to yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so I totally Weird. get, yeah. like, the up and down <laughs> nature of it. Well, can I tell you something that I'm excited about? Sure. Because you mentioned must-see TV yesterday with Chris Rock we were talking about. Can't wait for that. Dude, I'm so excited about that. Saturday night, 10 o'clock, <clears throat> if you didn't hear, yeah. Chris Rock live on Netflix responding to Will Smith. Basically, right. he's going to do two hours of stand-up. Well, is that re- all, strictly on that? That's the, the rumor and innuendo. Really? Yeah, I, I think he's going to address it, but he's going to do a lot of regular stand-up. <laughs> I read one of the thought. jokes. I can't repeat it. Okay. 
Go ahead. I'm looking forward to it, though. <laughs> but something I've been looking forward to for forever, and yes. I don't know if you're a big Mel Brooks guy. Yeah, Mel Brooks is a very funny guy. Very funny. I love all History of the stuff. History of the World or something? Yes. History of the World came out, you know, a ton, of, a bunch of years ago. It's one of my favorite movies Does that of all impress time. you, by the way? Very good. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. It was hilarious. Which and at the end of the movie, they tease coming out with History of the World 2, and they have a couple of spoof what it would be, but it never happened. Really? Un- until now. Really? They are coming out now. I'm a little, I don't love what I've seen from it. It looks pretty much just like a sketch comedy show as opposed to what the movie was, which was different, you know, scenes and everything and different time periods and, and everything. Maybe there was a Roman Empire scene that was like 40 minutes long where he's a stand up philosopher, right. a stand up comedian, different things. But yes, they is finally doing it. It's going to be on Hulu uh, this Monday, March 6th. Oh and it's going to be like over three nights. And it's going to history of the this world, This is too. so fantastic. With the Nets collapsing, I needed this so Plenty much. Plenty of time. All this material of shows to watch. History yeah. of the world, too. I got the Chris Rock special. Oh. The Daily Show is now actually decent to watch. Good to be the king. I'm a very happy guy now. That's Thank it. you very much. Now, let's I'm get looking to, forward to that. Let's get to Joe Shane. So let's, let's. I saw him this morning on the NFL Network, and he did reveal one thing that I, I personally find interesting because I was unsure about what was going on. He revealed that Daniel Jones, at the end of the season, said to him, look, I got to figure things out with my agent. Mm-hmm. And so Shane admitted, I didn't talk to right. them for a while like because I respected Daniel was going to go through a process, and I just let it go. So when we were talking the other day about was he talking to the old agents, not really because Jones must have known for a while, hey, I want to make a change. Yeah, And it took him a few weeks after the season ended, obviously made the change to the new agency, and Joe Shane respected that. He also said he is talking to them every day. And while they're not close to a deal, he didn't frame it as if they're close. Every day, I talk to them Monday, I talk to them Tuesday, I talk to them Wednesday. I plan on talking to them to today as well. He said, I wish we could be closer. I wish we were closer. They're not close. And I think that's the negative. The positive is, well, they're still talking. So there's time before March 6th for them to figure this out. I don't know if they're going to figure things out by March 6th, but the bottom line is they're going to tag him. So... In the worst case of worst cases here, he's going to get tagged. Now, which tag it is, I'm not sure. Right. I would give him the non-exclusive tag. I would totally dare him yeah. to not only get some kind of crazy contract, but have that team risk that they would be get willing to give up two first-round picks. I like Daniel Jones. I respect what he did last year. I think I've been honest about that. I was wrong about him. I own that. I do not believe there is a team big back. That's going to give up two first-round picks, no. plus exceed what the Giants are currently offering him in a deal. I don't believe there's a team that's going to just flat-out exceed what the Giants are offering in a deal, period. Yes. Forget the two picks. That is why I'm not tagging him. I don't think it makes any sense to tag him. I'll be totally honest with you. If they can't come up with a deal on the 7th, you wouldn't tag him at all? What makes me think they're going to come up with a deal in the next few weeks? And I'm not playing the season with Daniel Jones under the tag. It cripples the ability to get the players around him. I don't trust the they have so, they have plenty of time. He knows what it is. He knows the coaching staff. He knows he flourished under the system. He knows if he wants another deal. The numbers are out there pretty much. They're offering him 30 plus million dollars. If they can't bridge this gap before the day they have to tag him, then you know what? I I continue to talk to him. I'm not saying give up on him and move on, but you go find $40 million a year and then come back to me and I'll see if I Here's the problem. I'm not tagging him. The problem with that is you don't want to allow a team to get stupid. And, I I mean, I hate to say the example. The example is the Jets. You know, they miss out on Aaron Rodgers. Right. They miss out on Derek Carr. 
Albert Breer had a column a few days ago, and I, I kind of brushed it aside where he said, look, the Jets are open-minded at quarterback. They're going after Rodgers. They're going after Carr. They're going to look at Tannehill if he becomes available. They would even look at stealing Daniel Jones. And when I read that, I said, they're not going to have a chance to steal Daniel Jones. Like, A, I think they'll end up with one of those guys. But even if they don't, Shane's going to tag him. Like, they're not, they're not going to have a chance to steal him. Under your plan, yeah. it is way too risky. Because all you need is one owner right. with no pick attachment attached yeah. to this to say, hey, we need a quarterback. He's 25. I get it. Bleep it. I'll give him $40 million a year, right, and then and I wouldn't risk that. And then I'll decide if I match it. I'm, I, I, you know, well, you I, can't match it if you're not tagging him. He's going to no, leave. Just, well, I'm saying he could leave or he could come back to me and say I'm getting $40 million. You think you that's think? happening? If I, if I have the conversation with him, what makes me think I'm going to – he changed agents at the last moment. He he's not willing to take the deal that which seems fair right now. We'll see what it is. What makes me think I'm going to come to an agreement with him? He might just play for the thirty three million dollars and then take his chances next year. I don't when, think when it's... the cap goes up and up and up and the money's going to go up and up and up. Yeah, I, while it's not ideal, right. I admit that yeah. it's not ideal to have Jones play on that tag at about thirty two and a half million dollars. Right. I also don't think it's the end of the world. Like you still have so him that, yeah. on your team. Playing for a contract. I mean, think about it. You're basically no, get saying, it. go do it again. No, I get it. Go do it again. Now, you lose leverage because tagging him again is impossible. It's just, it's, it, it ain't happening. And how much growth can he get without being able to give him more weapons? Like, Listen, you could draft wide receivers. I get it. I'm not saying there'll be no growth. They'll figure out a way to put guys around him. You know, if they tag him, there goes the tag on Barkley. Are they going to pay Barkley? You know, I guess you can fudge the numbers and make it a cap hit of four or five million dollars at the best case scenario. So now you're talking about thirty-seven or forty-four million dollars in two players just to bring back. Which, quite honestly, I wasn't in love with the offense last yeah, year. Yeah, but I think that if you tag him, it's a game too. It's a game of now eventually he's going to accept a long-term deal. He'll move a little bit. We'll move a little bit, and we'll find some common ground. Eventually, we will meet. What you're doing by tagging him. Yeah, in the worst case scenario, of course, he plays, he under plays the through it. But you're buying time. I, you know, March six. What does he need more time for? They They're talking bro, every day. Yeah, they just start negotiating. What can you possibly say? It's. I, I'm sorry, I don't understand why this would take that long. Well, He's got till the you seventh. can't understand why more time going by could somehow change the negotiations a little bit. Because the closer you get to the season, the closer you get to the deadline yeah. of working out a long-term deal, the more pressure there is not only on the Giants to make a deal, yeah. but Daniel Jones. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be drawn in by playing on a tag. Like, franchise tags are not appealing to players. They don't like it. If Lamar Jackson gets franchise tagged, there's a decent chance he says, I'm not playing. Yeah, because Lamar Jackson won an MVP and is looking to get $200 million. I get it, but Daniel Jones thinks I can get like a long-term deal. And even if it's not a fully I guaranteed guess, deal like but Lamar, he's 25, he's, still... he's 25, 26. He fully anticipates getting better under Brian Dable. He knows they're going to do something to you know get more weapons around him on some case. If he throws a couple more touchdown passes, plays for $32 million, and then hits free agency next year when the cap is expanded and the money will be even greater, and you could possibly have Aaron Rodgers out of the league by then and different guys out of the league by then and you're always you know I, I think it's a plausible thing that he might play on the he's also cap. risking himself as yeah, well getting hurt yeah because he's also here's what's benefiting Daniel Jones right now uh he's coming off a statistical year that's not overly impressive right but yet he's coming off a year that's good enough for him to probably get 35 million dollars a year right and a long-term deal from the Giants and I've said this before about Jones and I think you agree with this as a Giant fan if he puts up similar numbers next year, that's not good enough. 
Like, eventually, right. when you're paying a quarterback $35 million a year, whatever that number turns out to be, you don't want to be a middle-of-the-pack offense. You don't want your no. quarterback only throwing 15 touchdown passes. You also risk, and this is a big risk for Daniel Jones, and he was fortunate he didn't have this issue last year, is he may get hurt. His entire career, sure. he has had injuries affect him. Now you're playing on a franchise tag off of a year in which you could have a long-term deal if you come a little bit more to the middle with Joe Shane and you're going to risk that an injury, a a neck I guess that's it, but what's a long-term deal? We all know what kind of deal they're going to give him. He's not going to get guaranteed money for four years. He's going to get more guaranteed money than $32 million a year. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. But what is he going to get next year? These guys bet on themselves. We're seeing it more than ever. These guys consistently bet on themselves. I'm just saying, I don't understand why a deal can't be done. You're probably right. They'll probably tag him because worst case scenario is not having a quarterback. I I get that. I understand that. And not knowing where to go. Do they go into the draft at that point? The Giants are at such a weird spot, unlike the Jets, with a roster probably not good enough to just make the playoffs with an average quarterback or feel really, you know, you'd have to do a lot of building. And you'd have to probably end up going back into the draft and starting this whole thing over a year later than the first year of this regime. But at the same time, man, I just, it's going to bother me if it's going to affect me being able to give Barkley the tag, which I think is plausible and would keep it. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you take Jones, that's it. That's it. You're not taking Saquon. That's it. And he could possibly play under it, and it limits what I can do in free agency, and it limits the cap. I don't understand why a deal can't be made before the seventh when they both understand it's going to be negative for them moving forward. It's not good for the team. It's not good for the team. It's not good for him. Big Mac, a year ago, you and I, rightfully so, were freaking out about the MLB CBA negotiations. <laughs> I get it. It was a year ago. Right. And they made deadlines. Like, ah, oh, these yeah, crazy deadlines. Ah, oh, we uh, gonna, we're going to cancel opening day. We're going to cancel this. We're going to cancel that. And they kept pushing the deadlines back. And then finally, they made a deal. It is not crazy for the Giants to tag Daniel Jones and within four days, they come up with a long-term deal. Like, it could happen. I, I, of course it could happen, but I just don't under, If it's not going to happen by the 7th, what makes me think four days is going to make the difference? Because it's better. What's going to happen it, in those here's four why. days? Here's why. Because ultimately, and this is always the thing that frustrates all of us, it benefits Jones and it benefits the Giants. It's good for to get both a deal sides done by the seventh. to get a long term. If it's done a little bit after that, and you could finagle the salary cap during free agency, which everybody does, right. it ain't that big of a deal. Here's the big deal of tagging Jones. And this is where I admit it's negative. The Saquon situation becomes very murky. Yeah. I agree with that because now Saquon Barkley is a true blue free agent. He's going to be wooed by teams, and all you need is one team, whomever it is. I've thrown out Chicago. Craig has thrown out Buffalo. I, I think it is much more likely that Barkley finds a contract out of the realm of what the Giants are looking than what Daniel Jones. Well, but, okay. Let's That's keep this, much more likely someone goes nuts for Barkley, but, but, a, a team in contention. Big Mac. Let's yeah. keep in perspective where we are in the Saquon negotiations based yeah. on the great reporting by these giant beat reporters led by uh, Paul Schwartz. Right? The Giants are offering him $12.5 million a year. Apparently, he's asking for like 14. 14. I mean, what are, what are we doing? Yeah, I hear like, you. What? I hear they're, you. they're not separated by much. No. They're basically there. No, I got like you. Like Saquon Barkley and... The Giants should be thrilled about this. He's not he looking for every last dollar. No. no. He's not looking to break the bank right now. So based on where they are contract-wise, why don't they get something done in the next four days? I, I don't disagree with you. This. They get something done with Saquon today. Comes out. Giants and Barkley, done deal. Yeah. Four-year deal, $13 million a year. His cap number in year one is like 3.75. It's something amazing. Great. Doesn't that change your view on tagging Jones? Probably, yes. Probably yes. You're damn right. Probably yes. 
But it's still, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just frustrated. I don't understand. I was told by people like you what I that this was going to be easy. Well, that's easy. You're gonna Jones is going to understand this is the best. Is he really going to want to? After the Giants told him he was ruined by constant different coaching staffs and everything, he finally locks in with Dable and it goes so well. Koff is coming back. This is going to be easy. He knows this is, is the best easy. place for him. It's not him easy for him. Day, man. But tagging him is stupid. It's not stupid. It's a necessary it's, evil it in this makes, sport. Just figure out the deal before the seventh. I don't want the tag to come into play here. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. They won't agree to a deal. Yeah, wow. that's right. Who you mad at? Daniel Jones or Joe Shane? Who Both you pissed of at? them. <laughs> Both of them. There's no reason to tag this guy, and I am I am concerned he'd play under the tag. I Ta- am. Taylor's in Ridgefield, Connecticut. What's up, Taylor? Hey, I just uh, about this Daniel Jones and the tag situation. I mean, obviously, and I'm with Evan in, in terms of extending the contract timeline or the negotiation timeline, but I'm also on Big Mac's side of, you know, if you if he plays on the tag, you're not going to have enough money to really fill the holes that you need, whether that's interior linemen, which the draft is, you know, pretty weak after the first maybe round or two, and then a, a big-name wide receiver for the outside. So you're not going to have that money. But if they do tag him to extend the talks, then you you could just rescind the tag with like what Dave Gettleman did with Josh Norman, right? So like my my problem is if you can't fill the holes, Daniel Jones is going to is he going to look better than he did this year? Like right. so when at what point do you pay him? It depends what the difference is right now in these negotiations. Like, yeah. what is we've heard the reporting on Saquon Barkley and what the difference is, and it feels close. And Joe Shane's been honest; they're not that close. Yeah. Like, that's what he is saying right now. Where is the difference? Because my key to a long-term deal with Jones is I want the ability in two years to say this didn't work, and I need a way out where I'm not locked in on, like, a guaranteed five years with him. And that's the language that, to me, more than how much he's making per year, right. matters the most. Like, where and when do I have the chance to get the hell out of this if I happen to be wrong about Daniel Jones? Well, I mean, yeah, that's right. But what? So what are you going to guarantee him? Like, because I know Craig has debunked the idea that he's asking for 45, and I keep reading things. I, I love this. I think the magic number is somewhere around $37, $36 million. I keep no hearing people say that. magic number. You know, the magic number is to get him under a contract. But are you going to give him $40 million? You say guarantee $80 million for two years. He gets that and then plus, you know, another 40 but it's all fugazi if it, if it works out or not. Like, how... How do they manipulate the cap to such a level at $40 million that they still make this plausible? Daniel Jones is not worth $40 million. We all know that. All right, so then what are we, we talking about? We all know Then what that. is he asking for? Why is he changing agents? Oh. Why can't they come up to an agreement before the, before the uh, tag is He's necessary? Why isn't very... this happening? <laughs> why getting... hasn't it happened yet? <laughs> He's angry. There's no reason why Daniel Jones shouldn't already be under contract. Uh, hey, Craig you... laughs, I get angry. It's bothering me. You know what? He's not worth $3 million a touchdown pass. Well, you should be bothered by, and I hate to create these civil wars. I apologize, but how New York Ranger fans embarrassed the Giants last night. I'll explain how that happened and why it happened coming up. Plus the latest from the NFL, including how NFL players destroyed their own teams and criticizing how their facilities suck and how one team in particular charged players for food at the facility while they're working out. The toll-free number is 877-337-6666. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. 
There are times on our show, and it is Carden Roberts. Craig's off. We'll be back in a couple of days. Big Mac sitting in, in which I, I'm very genuine about how I feel. You may disagree with me, but I'm, I'm genuine about my opinions. But there are times where clearly my opinion is in the minority. And one of those times was actually recently. And I feel like this is my moment and this is my chance to tell each and every one of you, you were all wrong and I'm owed an apology. <laughs> so when the New York Giants were playing a postseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly, yes. I was a big proponent and pusher of Giant fans going to Philadelphia. Yes, And I talked about my own experiences going on the road and how to act and everybody's going to be fine and it's yep. great. And it kind of became a thing over a few days where – it felt like the tide was against me. Yeah. You don't go to Philly. You're an idiot. You get your ass kicked. Yeah, very much afraid to go to Philadelphia. Afraid to go to Philly. I have to admit it. That's, to that was the vibe from most Giant fans. That I'm was... not going to, or any fan. You don't go to Philly. Don't be stupid. And I was listening to the morning show during that week as well. Yeah. And a few days after we were talking about it, they started talking about it. And Giannotti did this really funny imitation about how sick and twisted Flyer fans are. And it was very funny because... I've been to a Flyer game, but he was basically agreeing with the mob, rightfully so. I think he has more experience with that. Worked in Pittsburgh for a while. He probably went to a Penguin Flyer game. I have no idea. Probably did. Describing, hey, especially those Flyer games. You don't want to go to those Flyer games. They're crazy. So everybody was against me. Why would you go to Philly? You're a moron. You're crazy. I tried to convince you to go to Philly. Yeah. And you I had nothing go. to do with fear, but okay. Basically, everybody was scared. So last night... What's your point? Oh, here's my freaking point. What's it's your common. point already? So last night... Good Lord. I want to congratulate uh, the New York Rangers, who I have oh. nothing but respect for. Yeah, I get it. Because the New York Rangers last night won a real hard-fought game against a lousy, but still in a professional hockey team, named the Philadelphia Flyers. They won an overtime. Mm -hmm. Did you happen to see that game? It was great. I saw some of it, yeah. It was fantastic. They won an overtime. Tarasenko on a, with the game winner. That's right. Your hero. Our new, our, one of our two new guys. One of your new guys. Chris Kreider tied the game in the yep. third period. It was, it was just an awesome game. And I went back and watched the highlights because I'm a professional talk show host. Sure. I need to be prepared. We may talk hockey. I don't know. Especially when you're trying to buoy every single Ranger fan into your coalition. Well, yes. Ranger fans, you're invited to join my anti-Knicks coalition because the Knicks <laughs> take attention away from you, and I think it's wrong and unfair. So and that's where us. this is all going, and you know it. Not at all. It's showing how wrong you guys were because I watched the highlights of last night's Ranger game, and I was so impressed by the amount of Ranger fans in that building last night. Yeah. There were no Flyer fans there. It's like they all ran off afraid. The Ranger fans did exactly, exactly what I was talking about last month. They walked into enemy territory, and they said, we don't give a crap what city we're in. We don't care that you have Chicky and Pete's. We don't care that Howard Eskin <laughs> is tough and intimidating. We don't care about any of that. We're going to sit down in this arena, and we're going to put our feet up, I'm putting my feet up. If you can. There Listen, you go. relax. Hold on. Like this. Shaking the whole table. And we announced to the world, screw you, Philly. We're Ranger fans. Mm -hmm. So, excuse me. Can you now please explain to me how Philly's so tough and Giant fans don't want to go there and you're an idiot for wanting to go there? When I just saw my friends, my good friends who are Ranger fans, yeah. go right down that turnpike and take it over that building. Explain it to me. Why, why do you want, you want an apology for this? I mean, clearly, Giant fans yeah. are not as tough as oh, Ranger fans. please. Stop acting like the uh, divisional round in the playoffs is the same thing as a... Wednesday night on a flyer season that's going down the tubes. Oh, so the, only reason watch, the only reason I watch the Flyers is for the Tortorella postgame show. Everyone knows that. That's Stop the reason? Stop it now. So yes. You're going to give the whole... Yeah, no one cares in Philadelphia about the Flyers at the moment. 
They just had champion, you know, they had World Series appearance, Super Bowl appearance. Then they, then their stupid soccer team make it to the finals too. The whole city is nothing but championships, and you you expect the floundering Flyers to have the same kind yes. of vitriol against They're New York. Still fans? Philly, nah. it's still Philly, New nah. York. You still have a lot of drunkards in that building you watching do. a garbage hockey team yeah. who want to show their anger for all the Ranger fans that went down to Philly last night. Shame on you. I'm sure you all had a great time. I'm sure you had no issue. I'm sure you own that building, and I just want to say, even though I'm an Islander fan, I, I, I give you nothing but respect. I think that's what we do as New Yorkers. We go on the road, yeah. and we take over buildings, and I don't want to hear this crap anymore about how you can't go to Philly because it's so tough and intimidating. Meanwhile, the New York Rangers went down to Philly, and they basically own the place. Bravo to the Ranger fans, but don't act like it's the same thing. You just all you're doing is trying to get people on your side. It's embarrassing. There's no side. It's what no, happened it last. No, I'm just describing not. what you're, happened. You're trying to get Ranger fans on your side for this momentous push of trying to rain on the parade of what is the New York Knicks, and they are back and doing damage. Oh, I go. tell you, they're back and they're doing they're damage. They're back and they're doing damage, and we're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. What else the Knicks I, are going to do damage. <laughs> damage Eastern Conference Finals. They have two legitimate superstars. What else did we hear today? Damage. Hey, Julian in Ringos, New Jersey. What's going on, Julius? Is your Julian? So, I should say. It's say Julian. Julian Evan, I'm actually, I'm actually one of those Rangers fans that went there last night, and uh, let me just preface by, you know, I really hate Philadelphia. I hate the Eagles. I hate the Flyers. As I you hate, should. You know, I hate the Liberty Bell. I hate people that catch me <laughs> visit. Stupid <laughs> crack. Would you fix so, the thing already? Really. So, but you know what? The tickets were like forty-five bucks. I had like three different groups of Rangers fans text me, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." We took over that building. It was beautiful. <laughs> you took over that building. It was beautiful. Was we were yeah. Phillies. How much? How much were the tickets again? Uh, so listen, I've forty-five dollars. Huh? Interesting. I've, I've never paid like under a hundred. I mean, at MSG, forget it. But even at Prudential, you know, you're stopping a hundred, hundred twenty. Right. Forty-five dollars, guys. Wow. Incredible. Good for you. Must be a hot ticket. Those Philadelphians must be up and well, arms were, to get after they that. They were afraid. They didn't Go want check to check out the Ranger Flyer game. They didn't want to deal with those tough Ranger fans. I respect it. They didn't want to deal with yeah. you. Good yeah, for you. It was man. beautiful. After the game, you know, we had we had Ranger fans with Patrick Kane jerseys, you know, flaunting it. Oh my God! It was yeah. It was, <laughs> it was wonderful. It was one of the. It was one of the most fun road experiences I've ever been. Hey, good for of. you, man. I, I I totally respect that, and I really do because I love going to road games. Only when my team wins, though. If they lose on the road, yeah. it's disastrous. I happened to go to a road game last night, and it wasn't fun. So sometimes road games are better than others. Good for you guys, man. I I got nothing but respect for those Ranger fans. And tonight, think about this. Yeah, this, this is real. No, all right. Everything I'm saying is real, but this is really yeah. real. If you want to go to tonight's Ranger game, all right, they're playing at home. Who are they playing again? I completely forgot now. They're playing somebody. Are they playing a Canadian team? I think they're playing some kind of Canadian team. That'd be my guess. Probably like the Senators or something like yes. that. Oh, was I right? <laughs> they're home against the Senators. Look at me. I'm like a hockey maven. I'm not joking right now. If you wanted to go to tonight's Rangers-Senators game to see the debut of Patrick Kane, the cheapest price right now, is two hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. It is. That's a hot seat, man. It's dude, a hot tonight ticket. of all, and the Rangers are generally a hot ticket. I want to make yeah. that clear. I always keep an eye on this stuff. I find it interesting. Yeah. I think it's important to know. Hey, what's a hot ticket? What's not a hot ticket? Like I could tell you, first few months of the year, Nets very hot ticket. The last week and a half, can't give them away. I can't. Like I could beg people to take them. Nobody wants them. 
The Rangers may be pound for pound the hottest ticket in this area. And tonight, obviously the debut of Patrick Kane, which I know you're all very excited about. This is one of the hottest tickets I think I've seen the Rangers have since the Lundquist retirement ceremony. How about that? Yeah. How about well, you guys over there? Listen, this is as exciting a time for a Ranger fan in forever. I mean, this is literally, if you go through the lines, they have literally the most talent on offense that this team has had in forever, going through the entire Lundquist uh, run and, and yeah. the cup run. This is as good and as balanced and as good a fourth line as they've had in forever. Dude, they're awesome. And they have a goalie that, you know, right now is a little shaky, but last year was the best goalie in hockey. If he can get back to what he was last year, and if you look at some of the advanced numbers, he's not as far off as you would think. But if he can get back to playing like that, this is as good as any team hey, in hockey. They're tremendous. They're just the second best team in the area. No, but, they're know, not. Happens. They're Let's not. I'll tell you that right now. They will beat the Devils <laughs> in a postseason series. My man Giuseppe in Staten Island, my favorite borough. What's up, Giuseppe? Hey, what's up, man? Um, listen about the whole uh, going down the city thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm actually uh, a big Mets fan, and um, I, I, make, I actually try to go to Citizens uh, Bank Park at least twice a year. And... Um, it's actually really not that bad, but I think the whole role about the, actually the Philadelphia Eagles, I think it's a little different. It's like a, a different feel. Those guys are more um, rough. Ah, of course on, it's a different all, feel. They're all puppy dogs. What are we talking about? It's Philly. <laughs> they're all the same yeah, Philadelphia. I didn't, like the, I didn't like the idea of being afraid to go down to Philadelphia. <laughs> I didn't like that idea. I didn't like how it was portrayed and how, you know, you don't do it, you don't do yeah, it. But did anybody who went down to Philadelphia, Okay, anyone who made the trip for Giants-Eagles, it's now yeah. been well over a month. I haven't heard any stories about was any. Was there any horror stories? No. Like, other than the game of South, because sure that was a I'm sure there was some. Yeah, I know. That's part of it, too. That's well, part of look, it, too. Look, you the, can't... the Eagles fans were very pleased five minutes into the game. No, no, I get that. So and I'm the... sure they had no ill will. If the Giants had put on the whooping, it would have been a problem. It's, it's a little bit different. You know what? I disagree with you about that, because what I've noticed in my time on the road is that I will get more crap from the road fan when my team is getting their ass kicked than when they're winning. I swear to you on this. Like, I'll give you a great example. Yeah, but maybe not, like, what we're afraid of in, in violence um, and throwing beer okay. and stuff. Okay. When I was in Foxborough, I went to Jets-Patriots for two particular games only separated by five or six weeks. The first one was that Monday night game when they lost 45-3. to Yes. I did nothing. I sat there in my Jericho Cotchery jersey. <laughs> I was uh, checking my phone because there was Carmelo Anthony trade rumors going on, and the Jets were getting killed. And beers are flying past my head. Beers are flying through Beningo's head. They're chanting at us things I cannot even repeat on the air. I wouldn't even say it in front of my family. Mm-hmm. Horrible, horrible things. All we're doing is getting our ass kicked. Like, we're not saying anything. We're just watching the Jets get manhandled by Bill Belichick, right? So that's example number okay. one. I go back. In six weeks for the postseason game, the infamous Mark Sanchez has now defeated Manning and Brady in back-to-back weeks. God, that's a beautiful thing, right? So I go back. It was back. a long time ago now. How many years ago? Was that it? was many years. I don't want to talk about it. It was a long, long time ago. I'm trying to count. It was January of 2011. I don't think okay, I have that many fingers. That <laughs> was a long time ago. So I'm in the building when the Jets are beating the Patriots in a playoff game. Right. Not a peep. Not a peep. It's like everybody went mute in Foxborough. They had nothing to say. And, they were in stunned disbelief. Exactly. They were in stunned disbelief. <laughs> they all walked out in single file. They didn't say a damn word to me or anybody else. And we just walked around Gillette after the game like we owned the place. So I happen to disagree that I think the worst kind of crap you're going to get from a fan base yeah. is when you're actually losing because they've got something to say to you. What are they saying to you when they're losing? 
No, I know, but the anger and the drunkenness of being angry that your team is losing, I would think, would lead to more violence. Like you said, horror stories. We didn't hear any horror stories. I think if the Giants would have went in there and won that game, they they would have been a couple. Did anybody really have a bad experience down there? Though I don't. I'm sure they did. I'm sure someone. Did. Now, granted, the Giant fan did not turn out like the Ranger fan last night. I mean, there were more Ranger fans than there were yes. total Giant fans uh, from last night's Ranger Flyer game than the Giant game, but. I didn't hear any war stories because I think the whole thing's overplay- overrated and overblown. Philly's just not that bad. Pure I love. I can't wait to go down there this year for Philly's Mets. I'm excited. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to have my Mets jersey on. What Mets jersey are you wearing? DeGrom? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I meant... Um... Look at this guy. What, Zach Wheeler? Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Rico Brown. <laughs> do, do you have a Rico Brown jersey? Of course I that have That still Rico. fits you? Yes. You sure? Yeah, because... Uh, have you tried it on since you went got into foul shots? Oh, you trying to say I'm fat? No, no, I would never say that. I mean, is that really what you're implying? No, never. That I don't fit in my jersey because I, I put on that. weight. Is that well, what you're trying to listen, say? Listen, coming from someone, I've fluctuated at times. You know, you think you can wear something and you go to put it on and suddenly, no, I can't wear this right now. <laughs> and by the take, way, take, take me back in three months. I'll be able to put that thing on. Fat, fat, fat. You can set goals like that. By the way, I was asked recently, like, yeah. why'd you do that? Yeah. Like, what's the reason for it? And this is going to sound very Craig-like. I apologize. But it's really what – it's a real conversation. I was talking to Tom Izzo's in Target Digital, and he told me that, unfortunately, the station isn't getting as many views as it had hoped on some of their videos. Oh. And I said, hey, Tom, hold my beer. I said, I got you. I'll, I'll t- I'm going to take one oh, for the station. You. So I said, I guy. got you. And he said, what do you have in mind? I said, don't worry. I got you. I'll take the slings and the arrows. I'll take the tweets from Boomer. And by mm-hmm. the way, Boomer, you lost in a little tweet war. I'll get to that in a second. And I'll get your views. Yeah. So that was it. And guess what? <laughs> Got a lot of views. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it went exactly how you thought. You know, you so, you have to spin everything into There's you no being. Spin. Yeah, you're, now you're one of nature's noblemen. You're a really yeah, good I'm, guy. I am a nobleman. You stepped up. <laughs> you stepped up and you did a video for the station because you know the station was floundering without you. <laughs> it was just in, in just complete disarray. <laughs> like the, the digital department was just begging Evan, please do something. I Show mean, off how unathletic you are and chubby I'm and sorry. everything else. Please save us, I Evan. Apologize. And there you were. De- debating, there you were for the station. I Bravo, apologize. Sir. Debating if Jalen Brunson's a superstar Bravo. and if Dak Prescott's going to go to the Cowboys <laughs> wasn't cutting it. So I said, all right, they'll make fun of my blubber, and yes. I'll go with it. They, and I'll do you it. You thought you were going to get more about the foul shot than the blubber. And you then, didn't realize. And then, you didn't fat, think. Fat. And then you my friend, think. Boomer Esiason, who yeah. I, I, you know what? Craig, Craig's wrong. Me and Boomer get along very well. We right. both have a, a great respect for each other. We have a bond. Because guess what? Boomer's going to join my crack committee. Trust me, he can't stand the Knicks. He's like, can we talk more Rangers, oh, please? No, that's not true. He's a Knicks fan. He's a Knicks fan, okay. Right, well, right. he loves the Rangers. Okay. I'll grant you that. He's but... a Knicks fan the way Craig's a Yankee fan. What are we talking about here? <laughs> He's a Ranger fan. But Boomer obviously made fun of my foul shot. He called right. me a narc, to which I said, I think we should play each other in a free throw shooting contest. I'm sure you're much more athletic than me. You'll beat me, basically yeah. is what I'm paraphrasing. And he wrote back and said, why are you so angry? Is it because of the Nets? Yeah. <laughs> And here's what I'll say, Boomer. You're right. I'm very angry about the Nets. You never said yes. So does that mean you, think he's you, ducking you? don't want to take me on in a free throw shooting competition? That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like he's, you know, you don't want that smoke. I mean, I, I think that what he's afraid of, Boomer's a world-class athlete. I have great oh, respect for him. He, he's an NFL MVP. I know yes. he doesn't like when I tell this story, but I had the picture of him in my bedroom as a kid. It was Boomer Esiason, and then eventually it was Jason Williams. But Jason Williams killed somebody, and I had to take that down. Okay, so that I what did Boomer do to take it down? 
Boomer just sucked with the Jets. That's all it was. <laughs> but I love Boomer. Lefty, Long Island was oh, my guy. the whole lefty connection. I forgot about I'm, that. I'm you even, love everyone lefty. I'm not kidding. No, I hear you. No, it's sure important. I had it as a kid. A picture of How Boomer many presidents are left-handed? Uh, more than you think. I actually heard Barack that. Barack Obama, lefty. Yeah. Bill Clinton, lefty. Thomas Jefferson, lefty. And I'm not just talking about their politics. <laughs> <laughs> George so, Herbert he's Walker. so pleased with himself. That right was now. a good line. So pleased That's with himself. That's a good line. Right I mean, come on. Yeah, that was a good line. That was a good line. It was a good line. Yeah, it was a good line. Good uh, for you. So, anyhow, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, I, don't know. I guess Boomer doesn't want to fit. He has nothing to gain, Ev. Exactly. He, he has absolutely nothing to gain because if he loses to you, it's a disaster. If yes. it's close, it's a disaster. And he knows he's gonna. you're going to try so hard. You're going to train like it's the Olympics. So, he has nothing to train gain. Train like the Olympics? What the hell can I do? You need, so, you need to challenge somebody that wants the rub off you, right? That doesn't mind losing to you. If they beat you, it elevates their star. And I won't right. accept it. Boomer's not going to, you know, lower himself. I apologize. I have a bar of people I will compete with and boomers on that select bar. He makes the bar. Who's yes. under the who's under the bar? Everybody else. Everybody else. That's it. <laughs> I think you would take on. Didn't didn't you offer to race Giannotti and all that stuff? You're always throwing out challenges. Well no, all I say is, and I think this is very fair, is that I don't mind making fun of myself. I really yeah. have no issue with it. I, I love playing sports and I know I'm bad at it. Like I own it. But yeah. I do it all the time. I play yeah. baseball, I play basketball. You think you'd get better and I'm bad. at it, right? Logic would tell you that. that just I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm dying. Dying. Dying to take you on in pickleball. Oh, Just dude! Anytime, man. Dying. I love it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I, I'm dying to take you. you when do you want to play next week? Yeah, I'm in. Hundred percent. Tom Izzo wants to know if he could videotape because yeah. we need views. Oh, geez, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you think you had it rough with the belly comments, just wait. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> just wait. Fact, I'm sure. Fact, yeah. Fact. Thanks, Connor. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. You're really good with those sound bites. Did I tell you that? Two out of shape guys playing pickleball. That's that's a hundred ten thousand. Is oh, you're set. <laughs> <laughs> All those comments. Oh my god. Yeah. So I love playing sports. Mm. I don't mind being made fun of because it's not like why would I take that seriously? We Who have cares? to be open to be a little made fun of. So what I always say mm-hmm. whenever there's a video people make fun of is. Put yourself out there. Right. That's all. You're very quick to that. That's your, it's almost like the the athlete who says, you never played the sport. Yeah, so that's my line. That's your line. That's my go-to It's like, oh, line. if you think you could do better, I'll welcome you on, buddy. But then here's what happens. If it wasn't for people falling on their face, they beat you in the race. <laughs> you know, when's the last time you actually won one of these well, challenges? Well, I, I almost won the race. It was very, very it close. It was, but you were losing, though. He had you. I think that you're 100% right. Yeah. That I want to face Boomer because I got nothing, nothing to lose. lose. God you lose to Boomer, I... who's going to knock you? <laughs> I lost to an athlete. Yeah, of course. Uh, yes. But I will take you down in pickleball. And yeah. I've never played a day in my life. Oh, look at this guy. This guy wants to challenge me. Stu Finer, you want to take me on? Oh, boy. Um, no, no. I mean, listen. I saw you race. I saw you run. And, I mean, you're not spastic. You're not, like, you know, you're, you're not the last yeah. person you pick on the team. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, a, no, 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 no. But I think I definitely, I'm faster than, no, I, I, well, this is what I know. I mean, listen, he's arguably the greatest fan slash uh, radio host ever. You know, <laughs> I know ever. That. I mean, ever. Like, they're, they're, he might be the greatest ever if you combine that combo. So it's not like he's like a dud. Um, personally, I think I can beat you in a race, but I've ran a marathon and I almost beat Tiki Barber. So I, oh it's not like I'm a God, dodo. I'm not facing you then. You almost beat Tiki Barber or well, running back well, listen, in listen, a race? What? Listen, listen, I had 
Three months, three weeks training. And I ran four hours, 39 minutes, 24 seconds in the 2017 marathon. I went from 226 to 174, and then I started smoking pot, so I ran the race at 185. I got as high as 195, eating Italian food every day, pooping in my (laughs) pants while I was trained. But be that as it may, Tiki Barber beat me by uh, a minute and five seconds. Wow. Wow. So, That's a good um, job, now, but, but on a basketball court, I can only shoot free throws because I'm useless otherwise. I'm five, four and three quarters. I got no handle. People stop me because I have a big mouth. People like to be very aggressive when they play me, so I get zero points. Right. But on the free throw line, I can hold my own. I can uh, hit five of ten. I accept. I accept your challenge. I will meet one day. Uh, well, maybe it's when the weather gets warm. We'll do it outside. And I would be honored to compete with you in a friendly competition of free throw shooting, Stu. I I listen, I just want to hug you because I've never hugged you before. It'd be an honor. And, you know, like I said, you're the greatest fan slash talk show host ever. I, I would I would back well, that up. I yes. appreciate that. Let's get together and we're going to make it happen. Thank you, Stu. I appreciate it. Okay, and the pool opens April 1, so I'd love your crew coming this year to pool. It'll be 88 April, April 1. 1. It'll be spotless. Wow. There you go. Gonna be well, March 20th, I, I open. I think the Yankees are off that day, so I'm in. <laughs> yeah. March 20th, I open it, and it takes about 10 days to get everything perfectly clear, scrubbed, power wash, soup to nuts, uh, the perennials, the annuals put in, the mulch put in, and then we're ready. Sounds good, man. I can't wait. Thank you, pal. I appreciate it. All right. It. I love you guys. You guys are the best show that's ever existed. I love you. <laughs> right. It's an honor and a blessing to be around to listen to you uh, for your enjoy uh, for my enjoyment because mm-hmm. I so enjoy it. All right. We enjoy well, thank you. Thank you, Steve. Have a good Love one, everybody. Stu. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you. Stu Fire. All right. So there you go. I'll take people on. It'll be fun. The hell not. Yeah. Why are people so afraid of embarrassing themselves? Who Just cares? line up. It'd be a great idea. Line them up. Right, five bucks, and you stand there, you get to shoot with Evan Roberts. That's right. Look, uh, part of the appeal. Bring him of... down to the gym. I'm sure everybody at the very fancy country club that you belong to would love the fact oh, yeah. that everyone just shows up to shoot foul shots. <laughs> yes. They're um, going to see Stu come in and go, what are <laughs> they going to run? <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Mr. Roberts, we need uh, to talk about your uh, I think a part belonging of the, to this country club. The appeal I've had of fan baseball, the baseball league I run. Which I will join this year, 100%. Oh, you're going to play? I'm going to well, come down if, and play. If you want to play baseball, fanbaseballnyc.com. We have a real league. We run it. We play. Is every time someone new comes down, they're like, are you pitching, Evan? Because they want to face me so they can rip a double off Off me. Off of Evan Roberts. And say, what up? Well, guess what? I've been working out the arm. So the rubber arm, the 2012 Cy Young Award winner. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, too. I did win the Cy Young over a decade ago. Yeah. I may bring out that cutter. I may be back. Let's go to John in Philly. What's up, John? Evan, John. first and foremost, obviously love love the show. I listen to you guys when I can in the afternoon. We appreciate I've been, it. You know, listening to you for years and all that, going back to Joe and everything. I don't know if, you, if these rants about the Knicks and now with the Rangers and Philly and all that. I've lived in Philly for almost 15 years. Grew up in Monmouth County in the Jersey Shore. Diehard Ranger fan, Mets fan, Giants fan, Knicks fan. You, you're, 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 the, the claim about Philly last night, I wanted to go to that game. But all the Rangers fans came down because we weren't sure until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon that Patrick Kane was going to play. Right. Everybody obviously bought tickets thinking he was going to play last night. Now, I will agree with you, you know, going back to your comments about the Knicks, it is a little crazy right now. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But come on. I was a teenager in 94. The city, the garden, everybody was going nuts for the Knicks and Rangers. No, I understand. It's a different time. To very, see them very, very go on that run this year. Very, very long time ago, John. I'm sorry. I, I understand. I know everybody likes but to how, talk okay. about it. but now, now if, we're, if we want to go tit for tat, then, then you know, I, we could start talking about the Jets here. But I'm not. 
I'm not calling to be disrespectful or anything. No, no, no. Yeah. All I'm I saying, all I'm saying, just talking about teams he has no interest in. No, no, no. I have, I have great. I watch every Nick game. Are you kidding me? I have great interest in them. I have interest in them losing. Yeah. I always hear about 90s, about the 90s with the Knicks. And I grew up in the 90s. I watched the 90s Knicks. And he's right. right. The Knicks felt like the number one team in this town. They genuinely did. Whether it was on this radio station or just all the way around us. This felt like a Knicks city. I'm being perfectly honest with you when I say this. And maybe I'll be proven right. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. We'll find out. It ain't the same. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not a Knicks city. Uh, even if they went on some kind of long run, I think oh. that the Yankees and even the Mets being good and competitive for as long as they've been, but mostly the Yankees, Yeah, I don't think there's as many diehard Knicks fans today as there was 30 I, I, years ago. I don't know, I'm sorry. But, but, I think there's a lot of people that either just don't like the NBA anymore for whatever right. reason, or the Knicks beat the care out of them to the point where... They're not fans. So yeah. I'm not trying to say they're not popular. They are. Well, I'm not trying to say they aren't much more popular yeah. than the Nets. Of course they well, are. Well, I don't know about that because I, 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 I think, they I think they were. well, I'm just saying because you talk about, you know, remembering the 90s and how it took the town by storm. It did, yeah. I think there's a lot of basketball fans in the city because I remember when Jason Kidd took the Nets to back to back NBA championships and everybody talking about them too. Well, they didn't win NBA <laughs> championships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser. I'm a loser. Uh, do you even remember that? Nobody talked about that. That's a team that went to back-to-back NBA Finals, and nobody cared. You know what killed me the most about that? Oh, man. So that the truth funny. is I wasn't living in New York at the time. I was living in Washington, D.C. I was working down in D.C. First, I was working for XM when they launched, and I worked for a Baltimore radio station, mm-hmm. right? And I love the Nets. We're in the finals. Oh, my God. We're playing the Lakers. We're playing the Spurs. And I couldn't stream WFAN at the time, not that they were talking about it. So I would stream the national shows. And what I'll never forget is that the biggest topic during Nets-Spurs NBA Finals, the biggest topic during a, a hard-fought series, right? It was a hard-fought series, was how bad the TV ratings were. And yeah. I was like, Tony Kornheiser, you son of a bitch. Why are we talking about this? Dan Patrick, I hate. Why are we talking about this? Mike and Mike, shut your mouth. Why are we talking about Like, it was only about how this is the lowest-rated finals. Yeah. Why does nobody care? Yep. And I'm like, this is what we're doing? So not only did I feel that abuse during their finals run of nobody in New York caring, yeah. nationally, the only conversation was how low the ratings were. Because that's why, like, I was, you know, when Lugie got so upset yesterday talking about throwing it back and. In the Nets faces, the Nets fans' faces. I'm sorry to tell you this. I don't, I don't, I don't know who he's throwing it back to. I'm not <laughs> trying to be a jerk. I grew up. That's like my prime years. It's the senior year of high school, the the next year, first year of college. Nets are going the back to back finals. Jason Kidd, you know, Kerry Kittles, the whole nine. I don't ever remember anyone I, being excited. So, you know, in Long Island, I just so no one. It was. I'm trying to remember the specific game, and you could fact check me on this. I think it was Game Five of that NBA Finals, which was. Obviously the worst. Series is tied at two. They're at Continental Airlines. They're wearing the red, white, and blue ABA jerseys. Nets lose game five. By the way, the jerseys last night are phenomenal. They're hot. They're tremendous. They they are phenomenal. The jerseys I'm talking about. Love the jerseys. Steve Kerr, it's a bunch of big threes, fourth quarter. Nets lose game five, right? Game five of the NBA Finals. And again, fact check me on this. The same night, Roger Clemens won his 300th game against like the Cardinals, right? Interleague play. And the next day, all the back pages was Roger Clemens. Yeah. And I remember saying to my dad, like, this guy isn't even a Yankee. Yeah. Like, this isn't Tom Seaver getting his 300th win. This isn't Andy Pettit after a long career getting his 300th win. This is a mercenary. Yep. This is a guy you hated. 
and the back page is this guy getting his 300th win and not game five of the NBA Finals? So pull up the dates of those two. We don't have to waste any more time on it. Just eventually tell me if I'm remembering this correctly or if I'm off by a couple of days and it's a different game. Okay? Thank you. Jesus in Orange County. What's up, Jesus? Hey, what's going on, boys? How you doing? Excellent. What's up, Jesus? So uh, I gotta agree with with uh, Mac on this. I, I I don't think I don't think paying Daniel Jones even close to what he is looking or asking for, whatever that number came out. I'm thinking five, five years, twenty five mil, eighty mil guaranteed. My my question to I guess to Joe would be, who who else is gonna pay him over twenty five million for a quarterback that has not been able to play consistently good until he got to Dayball? Now, if I'm another team, I don't have Dayball as my coach. So I'm going to pay a quarterback $25 million per year and not know anything about how he's going to play the game. I think your concerns are really, really fair. And by the way, who would Joe be asking, Beningo or Shane? I was confused for a second. Shane, Shane. Shane, okay. <laughs> Bro, let me tell you what I would do here. Now, actually, what are you Joe, me for? I don't know. Joe and I were actually arguing about this over the weekend where yeah. he would want him for the Jets, and I'm afraid. I'm afraid yeah. for the exact reasons Jesus gave that – you know, he finally excelled under Dayball and Kafka. Like, am I confident he's going to go to a new system, go to a new offense, and it's all going to be the same? Yeah. Like, I, I lack confidence in that. But that's me. I'm not the general manager of another team. I think I think a lot of teams are going to feel that way. I really do. I So here's why I disagree. I mean, he's got the tool set. We understand that. But I, I disagree for this reason. Now, I'm obviously telling you how I feel, but this is why I think teams think differently. In okay. case you're confused by what I'm saying right now. I got you. I want to specify here. I think teams are desperate for quarterbacks. No, I get it. And I think once we get into free agency and the Rodgers decision is made, however that ends, and the Carr decision is made, however that ends, there's going to be a team, and it may be the Jets. I mean, it may be the Jets, who are left without a chair in this weird game of musical chairs. And when you are left without a chair and you're desperate, you do stupid things. And I think that's why not tagging him is very risky. Because all you need is one team to do that said stupid thing. Yeah, I don't, do you think the Jets would do that? Yes. You think the Jets would do that as a the same team that, again, I know you're probably not going to believe that he said it, but Joe Douglas, again, we haven't seen the ceiling of Zach Wilson. We mm-hmm. believe there will there is a ceiling of Zach Wilson. We're going to yeah, see it here. Yeah, yeah. Are, are they really going to go out and spend this kind of money for an unproven quarterback? Whatever he did last year. So, Jimmy G has gone to a Super Bowl. There's going to be other options. So if... If I gotta walk you through this, because no, they're going after Aaron Rodgers. Right, that's what I'm saying. And they're willing to pay that money. And Carr has been a Pro Bowler and a great and a proven quarterback. I am on record as saying, in my humble opinion, the Jets will end up with either Rodgers or Carr. Right, that's my opinion, and I I do. But let's just say I'm wrong. Right, Right. I've been wrong many times before. Sure. Uh, More on that later. Okay. More on us being really, really wrong about things. You ain't gonna want to miss that in a couple of minutes. Anyhow. Uh, they don't end up with Rodgers. Yeah. They don't end up with Carr. Right. Now they're looking at an oft-injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. They're looking at potentially Ryan Tannehill, but as the GM said recently, right. he's on our team, so you may have to trade for him. You're looking at Baker Mayfield, and you're looking at Daniel Jones. I could totally see the Jets saying, he offers the biggest upside. No doubt. That and I so, but for yeah. four, But for $40 million, I don't do that? know what the figures would be I don't think they're going to do that. I really don't think they would do that. 
I think they'd rather just take a chance of Baker Mayfield being cheap. I think all their... The I, Jets? Yeah. Why, what would make you even think that, though? Because I, I think they, they've got their eyes on the prize. Yeah, the, with the those prize. two guys. And I think they're going to get one of those two, to be totally honest with yeah, you. Yeah, we get that. I, I get it. I get I, it. I I get it. You're right. You're right. You're right. So it's hard to it's hard for me to even get past that because I can't imagine them not getting Carr if Rodgers decides to stay in Green Bay. But if they get to that point and they're looking at, I can get Baker Mayfield off the scrap heap or I can get... Uh, a Jimmy G who's been to the Super Bowl. And probably both of those guys right now, certainly Mayfield. Does Jimmy G command the same money? No. No. So the I, I don't think the Jets are making a decision based on money. I think they want the best quarterback. They think they can win. They think yeah. they can win. Do you think that the contract but, but saying is going to be the things we're saying The same things we're saying about, you know, one year where he finally put it together with Dable. You know, one year where, you know... He's, how many times? New coaching, new offense. They they just bring in an offensive coordinator no, who I, failed with Russell Wilson. I agree I mean, with this. Yeah. I agree with all your points. Yeah. I'm saying that I would be afraid if I'm the Giants of only needing one team. I get it. I get it. To get desperate enough to say I'm going to go do it real quick because I want to. I, I alluded to this earlier. Uh, the NFL players polled were polled on the facilities and right. basically everything about the teams that they're on in the NFL. And honestly, most of the polling was boring. Like, oh, this fitness is bad. This workout room is great. Like, I don't really care. The one thing that jumped out at me was that the Arizona Cardinals players gave them an F- minus for their food because the Cardinals are the only team in the NFL that charge their players for food at the facility, and to top it all off, the food stinks. It was like a boxed lunch. So not only are the Cardinals charging their players for food, like saying, hey, yeah. you want to eat? We know you worked out real much. 15 bucks, and we're going to take it out of your paycheck. Yeah. But then the food was bad. Like, what, what kind of? They charge for food? Yes. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I mean, even for when we went that day, I was able to get an apple before the Giants kicked me out. I mean, for free food. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the media gets free food. <laughs> And the Arizona Cardinals. That's that's unbelievable. And to me, what makes it worse is that the food then sucked. Yeah, like the if, food. But don't you think the polling at that point is then skewed? Because who's they're probably so pissed off they charge for the food they they pay for the food that oh yeah the food sucks. Yeah, I, I guess it would, it would have to be some yeah. really amazing steak dinners. Yeah. for people to say it's completely worth it. Yeah, yeah. But that's embarrassing. If I'm that the Arizona Cardinals, that's embarrassing. That's extremely embarrassing. And they're the only team in the league that does this, so it's not as if there's right. an example of a few other teams that do it. How could they get away with that? <laughs> I, I, hopefully, and hopefully this, they're not going to be able to get away with it. And who's going to want to go there as a free agent? <laughs> Everything fails there, first off. I mean, they've, they've had one good year, but, I mean, coaches fail, quarterbacks fail. You know, uh, Hopkins now wants, is going to get traded out there in complete disarray. They've drafted two quarterbacks in the, with the first overall pick, you know, twice. No, I get back you. to back in the last five or six years. I mean, uh, why would you want to go there and pay for your food? No, I totally get it. We'll get to some baseball coming up, including the latest love affair that Anthony Volpe is forming with Big Mac. Yes. Plus... One of the coldest takes in FAN history, and I only bring it up because we've all done it. And there's a chance that as Big Mac, Big Mac talks mm-hmm. verbally about Anthony Volpe, he's creating a cold take that will live in FAN history. We'll get to it coming up. The toll-free Me? number. cold takes? Never. The toll-free number is 877-337-6666.